we're back with another episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to hit the download button and subscribe to our podcast wherever podcasts are available. Here at another episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't sound too excited now. Yes, today is Saturday. It's a Saturday in October. Oh, Ooh, cut yeah. that. That's just not. No, every time you sing, I'm going to keep it in the podcast. I just no. Want you, to um, you have no choice. I'm the one that's doing the editing. Thank you. It's a tick. It's not even a real. It's not a tick. That's your personality. <gasps> it's just it's just who you are. That, that, but that God made you that way. So that's a wonderful thing. I'm not saying it in a derogatory way. I think that's a really amazing thing that you, you know. Cut the mics. Bring cheer to everybody. <laughs> All right, good people. So we're going to be talking about a few things today. We're going to be talking about, um, of course, with Trump and Biden. I'm, I'm tired so, of politics. I'm so tired of politics, too. I, y'all do need to get y'all asses out and vote. Um, vote so we can stop talking about politics. <laughs> seriously, at least for the next four years until there's another major election. I mean, we still got our, you know, county elections and blah, blah, blah. Um, we're also going to be talking about the Kenneth Walker interview um, that he did with uh, Gail King. I was like, does Gail have a last name? But yeah, she does. She's just it's Gail, Gail now. It's Gail King. Um, for those of you that don't know, Kenneth Walker is the um, the boyfriend of uh, the former boyfriend of uh, Breonna Taylor. We're also going to be talking about um, Ice Cube with regard to the Trump administration. Um, we're going to be talking about some social media, some hot topics in social media, and let's just go ahead and get on into it. We'll be right back after the music. Ooh, you remember in Hannah Montana? Maybe like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I hope you know I keep these in there, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get right into it. So we're not here before you long, as the you know Baptist pastors would say. I'm not gonna be up before you long, saints. All right. Um, <laughs> so this week, <laughs> um, first of all, let's start off by this. This is a very important time. Wait. First of all, okay. How is your week? Oh, that's right. We have to talk about each other's week. My week was actually pretty cool. Um, of course, I was in the COVID unit yet again this week. Do you live there or what? Oh, I feel like sometimes I do. I'm so sick of it. Um, yeah, my week was pretty good. I only had like one booger of a patient this week. Um, everybody else was really pretty good. I don't even have like any crazy stories about anything other than that one booger of a patient. This week was um, pretty chill. Yeah. Wait, I have a question for mm-hmm. you. Are you the kind of person that when someone asks you, how's it going? Are you just like, good, good, works good, I'm good? Or do you have like actual things to bring up? Um, Sometimes I have actual things to bring up. It just depends on who the person is and kind of just the vibe that I feel from them. Um, I try my best not to complain a whole, whole lot just because you never know what that person is actually going through. So I try to just, even if I'm having a shitty week, I'll just be like, oh no, life is amazing. It's amazing. And I'll just say it until I believe it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what about you i'm a chronic like it's good i'm good it's fine i'm fine it's good but i like i don't know i no, never but it's not fine it's not good i just never do the deep work to be like oh it's good this week i did this this and that and this is yeah. going this way and yada yada i'm like yeah it's fine it's good whatever yeah, yeah it just depends on who you're talking to i mean because when somebody asks you a question and just say how's your week going you know they're not looking for a dissertation you know they're just trying to there may be they but may then just why be, ask if you don't want well, really to say it just to be polite just to say oh you know hey girl well i don't going? like that it's like when you say, hi, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Have a great day. And then that's it. That's just I'm people. just going to start going off on people. You want to know how I really am? Let me tell you. 
Well, that's like the old folks do stuff like that. Like, how you doing, Grandma? Well, you know, I got this water <laughs> on my knee, my back hurt, my bra too tight, my hip shake from the left to the right, and you know, your cousin over there got that COVIDness, and then Cheryl went over there to the thing, and then you know, Fred he died. Grandma, I don't even want to know how the rest of your week went. I'm good. I'm good. I am good. Maybe I'm just an old soul. Perhaps. Quizás. Did you cuss at me in Spanish? What does that mean? Quizás means perhaps. Oh, listen. First of all, you can't use these random. You know what we should start doing on this podcast? Doing a Spanish word of the week. Palabras de español. No. Or a phrase. A phrase of the week. And we should do it specifically for the rehab corner. So for those PTs, OTs, and speech therapists that do not speak Spanish, we are going to give you a Spanish phrase to help you get through a treatment and or evaluation yeah, session. Yeah, let's have the two therapists that don't speak Spanish give you a Spanish phrase to use. <laughs> Perfect. I hope this goes great. Where's Coitha when you need her? I know. <laughs> Shouts out to my coworker Coitha, who we use all the time to interp- uh, to translate Spanish. Um, the physicians will try to use her and say, hey, don't you speak Spanish? <laughs> you look like you speak Spanish. Right. Can you go ahead and translate that this patient's going to die and let them know? <laughs> She's like, um, sorry, I don't, I don't speak that language. She's like, no, I don't, I don't speak, I don't speak Spanish, even though Spanish was my first language that I learned. <laughs> Shouts out to Coita. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. Do we want to talk about anything else? Or just go ahead and get into it. No. Let's just dive in. You didn't ask me how my week was, but it's fine. I did. I said, how was your week? Oh. And then oh you were God. like, wait, let me ask you a question. I was like, oh, okay. I've been ignoring, I'm not ignoring you. I've been interrupting you a lot lately and I need to get You're so rude. better about it. I am so rude, but I just like, it's like holding in gas for me. Like I need to let it out. I just have a thought and it's got to come out. I don't even care if no one responds. I just got to okay. like, you know. Interesting. So how was your week, Alyssa? Well, <laughs> since you're now that you've me. asked, <laughs> it was fine. This week was just, it was long. Was your week long? Yes, It felt like so. painstakingly long, but nothing, I think because yeah. nothing crazy happened. Right. It was just a very normal week. I watched Requiem for a Dream last night because I wasn't sad enough. So I just felt mm. I would dive into my So feelings. you're sad because you said that your week was fine, but clearly you're sad. It was fine, but like the weather's kind of eh. Yeah, it's getting cooler, but then it's not at the same time. Yeah, my roommate so. wasn't home last night, so none of the lights in my apartment were on. It was yeah. just me. I ordered food. Yeah. I'm not complaining. It's mm-hmm. just that was the vibe. Yeah. We dove into it. Yeah. Have you seen Requiem for a Dream? No. Re- I'm sorry. Say it slowly. Requiem for a Dream? Mm-hmm. Requiem. What is that? Uh, it's a. It's usually a Catholic mass for funerals. Oh, okay. I think it has a... It's so surely a funeral for a dream. Things. So the, man per- the person d- dreamed about dying or a funeral or something? It's like... It's one of those movies, you know. You gotta think about it. It's weird. It's oh, from it the makes 90s. you think... Oh, no. I don't want to watch Jared that. Jared Leto's in it. No, not on a Friday. Friday, I need to watch something fun. What did I watch yesterday? I watched something with Tyler Perry because it's funny. Medea? What else? Yeah. yeah I yeah, can yeah. do battle by myself. I don't even remember which one it was. What's but your I favorite watched... Tyler Perry movie? My favorite Tyler Perry movie or play? Oh, God. Movie. Movie, I would say um, the, how to, the Why Did I Get Married mm-hmm. um, uh, one. Those are pretty good. My least favorite is The Family Reunion. Ugh, bad acting. Yeah. I just and I didn't like the the Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Black Woman. I did not like the fake lace front that Shamarmo had with those horrible ass braids. Those were horrible. That, just it was that for you. Oh my god, it was horrible. The worst. The worst. All right. But anyway, what's well, it's? I can do that all by myself. Where she's crying in the beginning because her husband beats her, and then she throws all his clothes out. No, no, no. She he doesn't he doesn't really beat her. He just throws her ass out of the house. 
Oh yeah, that that one. <laughs> yeah, and he's the lawyer that gets shot and then she retaliates. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm here with She's you. She's like, stop making those bubbles. <laughs> As he's drowning because he's paralyzed. <laughs> oh yeah. That is what happens. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty that was pretty great revenge. <laughs> well, you know, they say if you're really over something, if you had an opportunity to get revenge, would you do it? Uh yes, and I'm still over it. <laughs> <laughs> So that was pretty funny. Okay, and now you can jump into the topics. Now we're going to go ahead and dive into our topics. So um, first and foremost, uh, voting started this week in the state of Texas. For those who are Texas residents, we started on Tuesday, which was October the 13th, 14th. Sure, let's let's Yeah, we'll just go with that. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, Just go back into the calendar. And early voting actually started. I went on the very first day, and the place where I go voting is a little courthouse out in the little country and it's so cute and they have these nice little old white ladies that come out there and usually they used to give you like you know sugarless lemonade and like sugar cookies like oh thank you for voting but of course this year they couldn't do it just because of COVID but they were still there everybody had masks on there was literally no line I went in and they were like are you here for voting yes yes I am they directed me to where I needed to go. They got my ID, logged me in, gave me my little slip and was like, okay, here's your voter ID number. You can go to any booth you want. Literally, there was only one other guy in there that was voting. And this was at like 430 in, in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah. It was super easy, super quick. Some people are standing in line for like three and a half hours. Yeah. And in, in the state of Georgia, they started uh, early voting this week as well. And some people were literally standing in line for five hours. This girl I went to high school with posted on Instagram. She was like... I talked to a friend I haven't talked to in a while. I watched, uh, it was like Sleepless in Seattle mm-hmm. or something like, like she watched full movies. She had yeah. full conversations. Yeah. It's, it's insane. The amount of the, how long it actually takes to stand in line. But the beauty is if you can stand in line for concert tickets, if you can stand in line at the grocery store, you can stand in line for these black Friday sales. You have no excuse to stand in line for voting when this counts and really will affect the next four years of your life. Yeah. I don't do lines. So, did you go early voting? Clearly not. Not yet. Well, it ends today. No, it does not. Yeah, it does. does it's it only really? for a week. Yeah. It only do it for a week. Well, my house will be standing in line then. Oh, God. November 3rd. Yeah. I, I I did that once where I didn't last year. No, no, no. Sorry. The In 2016, I did not early vote because I normally always early vote um, because I, I hate lines, but um, I was in line for like an hour and a half and I had just gotten off work and I was so tired, but I was like, you know what? People have fought and died for me to be able to have the opportunity to uh, be able to exercise my right to vote. And how dare I disrespect them by not taking my ass out there and voting. So either vote by uh, going in physically or sending off your mail-in ballots. Here's what does irritate me. Here's what does irritate, irritate me about voting. People who are not registered to vote, who have the ability to be registered, piss me off. Because you saying, oh, well... I don't know how to register or I don't know where to go and blah, blah, blah. So you mean to tell me you can get on Facebook for any other reason. You can get on Instagram for any other reason. You can go and Google anything else, but you can't Google how to register to vote, but then have the audacity to sit here and complain about stuff that happens when you didn't exercise your right to vote. Like, come on people. You have, you know, felons who literally lost their ability to be able to vote and have paid their debts to society and have has, has had their voter voter rights taken away from them do you get to vote once you're out of jail no if you're <gasps> Wait, a felon you're what you there is a certain amount of time where you can apply i think it correct me if i'm wrong there's one there's one young lady her name is valencia gunder we actually went to college together 
and she works with um, an amazing organization that she has called Make the Homeless Smile. And she um, works with a, the, a homeless population, but she also um, advocates for women in prison because she was in prison as well at one point, or jail at one point, sorry, not prison. She went to jail for a period of time and she lost her right to vote. And she has always been a great advocate of voting and she works with you know different legislators to try to get people's um, their uh, voter voter rights restored. And she actually, I think, last year um, was able to get back her her uh, right to vote. So you do there is an appeal process, and you have to pay you know restitution and all these different kind of things in order to get your your rights back to vote. That's insane. Yeah, I forget it's a an actual privilege. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, we all get to vote. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. If you're a felon, That's you wild. get you get your privilege taken away, and you can get it restored. I think it depends on maybe what you've done, or I don't know, you know, a whole bunch of history about that. I just know from following her as you know on Instagram and on um, on social media that she lost her right to vote when she went to jail, um, and she was able to get it back. You know, years later because she literally fought for it, and there are different laws and stuff that they passed in order for felons to get back their their rights to vote because of course they make it difficult all right yeah did you know there's a city where there's a <laughs> there's a city where a bunch of sex offenders moved and mm -hmm. it's out in the middle of nowhere and the whole city is sex offenders because they all were like fuck this because now in the city you have to register and you have mm -hmm. all these stipulations and stuff yeah but i'm just like a whole city of sex offenders where is the city at so we know never to live there or go there or travel through there <laughs> i saw it on tiktok let me use my phone oh yeah i forgot because what, what my mom was talking she met with her financial advisor the other day or something mm -hmm. and she was like i want you to meet blah 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 with them and set things up and i said i know everything i need mom because i get on tiktok i follow <laughs> i follow investment tiktok so there's nothing your little friend so does this me. does this have something like are they getting their voter rights taken away or something like that or what? well that's what i'm wondering like they don't have their voter rights right because it's they're all sexual offenders. Yeah, I think sexual offenders, that is considered a felony when you sexually assault a minor. I think that is considered a felony. Um, I can't see sexually assaulting a minor a misdemeanor. Number two is Miracle Village in Florida. That is a city where only sex offenders live. How the, the hell does that have to be Florida? sex offenders decided to create their own city out in the middle of nowhere since it's hard for them to find places to live due to their criminal records. And Miracle Village is the largest community of registered sex offenders in the united Miracle states with Village. over 300 residents oh number God. three is and that's on florida <sighs> that's yours that's your i am first of all that's let, me, you let me preface this by saying yes i am born and raised and i am from florida however i am no longer a resident of florida <laughs> okay i've not been a resident for a while but of course it would be in freaking florida oh that is so annoying so anyway people go out and vote um, exercise your right to vote even if you don't know who you're going to vote for just vote for biden it's fine <laughs> you gotta fight for your right people exactly like people have come before you and you know not even just about you know african-americans even though every african-american that has the opportunity to vote you should be out there voting but even for women you know they tried to silence the, the female vote as well so understand that women couldn't vote at a, at a certain time so you need to exercise your rights as well and that's on suffrage. Yeah, because women actually control the vote, even though they think it's men. It's white women who control the vote in this country. So if you're going to reach out to people and say, hey, go rock the vote, go tell white women that. OK, and that's on white privilege. All right. Anyway, also to kind of piggybacking off of the voting for this week, we all know that in the news, um, uh, Trump basically, you know, was positive for COVID, went to Walter Reed. Now he's negative mysteriously. And he decided to go ahead and go to his travels to Florida. I wonder if he went to, what was that place called? Wildflower Village? What it was called? Miracle Village. Miracle Village. Where did I get Wildflower from? Anyway, 
Um, so he took his trip to Florida to, to campaign and all that kind of stuff. Um, Joe Biden actually um, had a, a town hall meeting this week um, that was televised. And then Trump, of course, to be petty, decided to do a, a, um, a town hall on the same night at the same exact time. Um, but what I thought was really responsible of the Biden administration, first of all, um, even too with um, with regard to Kamala Harris, two people on her team actually tested positive for COVID. And she was very socially responsible to say, hey, I don't care who these two people are. I don't care how close to me they are, how far away from me they are. We are going to not travel this week um, because we want to be safe. And even though it was only two people on her team, she decided not to travel this week and to practice social responsibility, a thing that unfortunately 45 does not have the capacity to do. Do you think she would have done that if he would have not gotten COVID? Yes. Only because I feel like, even though I'm not a fan of of Kamala Harris, I think she's a very... um, She's a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, she's just the type of person who don't play. Like, she don't play with stuff like that that she's not, you know, not familiar with, not aware. She seems to really care about and, like, focus on people who are in her inner circle. Um, so I don't think she would do anything to try to jeopardize, you know, her health, number one, her her um, staff's health, health, you know, other people who are around her. So I don't think she would jeopardize that. I don't, I don't think that this all means that much to her or that she would lose a leg in the race. Like you're already the president, the vice presidential candidate, like nobody can take that away. So I don't think that that would have hurt her campaign at this point. Um, even if Biden decided to cancel the town hall because he was, if he, God forbid, he was positive. So um, I think she still would have, she still would have canceled her travels. But, um, and then also to, um, there was this issue this week, uh, with regard to voting and, um, with regard to Ice Cube, Ice Cube came under fire this week because of his attachment to the Trump administration. So basically, um, the senior Trump advisor or the senior advisor for the Trump administration, um, Katrina Pearson, she tweeted out, um, I quote, shout out to Ice Cube for his willingness to step up and work with the, uh, the Donald Trump administration to help develop the platinum plan. Um, learners gonna learn, um, learners gonna hurt. Really, Monica? Leaders gonna lead, haters gonna hate. Thank you for leading. So then Ice Cube posted, I put out the CWBA, um, facts. I put out the CWBA. Both parties contacted me. Dim said we'll address the CWBA after the election. Trump campaign made some adjustments to their plan after talking to us about CWBA. Um, and so that is basically the, um, what did I say CWBA was again? It's Christians the with badass. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with the word Christians and ass, I don't think should go together. It is the uh, the contract with Black America, basically. Um, and so Ice Cube has basically been under fire for being called a sellout and 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 the fact that he tweeted years ago that he would never work with a person like Donald Trump. But then all of a sudden now you want to work with Donald Trump and he was on the Roland Martin show. And I'm going to play a little clip from that where he talked to Roland Martin about why he chose to work with uh, the Trump administration. So here we go. That the Trump campaign greatly overstated your involvement for the purpose of them being able to say, we have attached ourselves to Ice Cube. Did you believe that you, that you were used politically for their purposes as opposed to really what happened? Look, I knew whoever I engaged with would use that politically. I don't care about that part. Part I care about is getting something done. Look, my plan is called the contract with Black America. So all of them lacking when it comes to that. So that's what I'm pushing. 
So anybody who's going to implement those plans into their plan, then um, I'm going to take a look at it. You believe that. But both plans are lacking, and that's why we become educated voters for real. And then you pick who you want to pick. Um, but at the end of the day, for us not to engage uh, with, with both sides of the aisle to fix this, which I think is an American problem, um, that to me ain't going to help us in the end. Uh, what's going to help us is once we, you know, realize how much power we have. Now, you said that, of course, Trump didn't stop all these things or didn't mention these things. Okay, maybe it was before he knew he needed the black vote as much as he do. You never know. This is what deals are made of. So I don't know what they're going to do. But both plan- So <clears throat> basically what he was saying is that he reached out to both the Democrats and the Republicans to try to fix this problem with regard to um, the different disparities that occur within the African-American community. Um, and he did go on record to say he is, this is not a minority issue. He's strictly talking about black people and, you know, with regard to the, to the wealth gap and um, the th- different things that are, that are happening in the, the um, African-American, African-American community. Um, but people are basically calling him a sellout because of the fact that he's even willing to work with um, the Trump administration. But what do you think about how his involvement, um, his involvement with the Trump administration, who, again, this man is a known racist um, and a known bigot. How does his reputation now appear in the eyes of the African-American community who looks at him as like a pillar and, you know, um, he has this, you know, great influence? This country is run by white bigots and racists mm-hmm. and there's all these institutional things in place that have stopped black people from progressing mm-hmm. and black people can't fix it yeah right so i understand the hey donald trump's a piece of shit and we don't want him attached to this bill but also you have to understand like white people are the only people who can put things into place that will actually move up an entire race of people in the Absolutely. country so it sucks to be stuck in that place. It's the same thing. Remember when Jay-Z started working with the NFL and everyone yeah. was, you're such a sellout, Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick, this, and he was like, what do you think I can do unless I'm in that room? Exactly. Making those. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's tough too, because even, even with Ice Cube having, going in and having an agenda and then like um, a couple of years ago, Steve Harvey was like called out <laughs> and, and called like an Uncle Tom because he was, he was seen, of course, by TMZ. Um, coming out of the Trump Towers, having a meeting with Trump about the disparities in the um, in the the housing authority when it comes to to minorities, and people were like, "Why are you even working on the housing authority? Like, bro, can we work <laughs> on something else? How about police brutality and some yeah. other shit?" And you know, of course, with Kanye Kanye West, you know, um, endorsing Trump and doing all this other kind of stuff. But I think his was more on some clownery for real, for real, uh-huh. um, because there was no there was no merit to what he was actually doing. And he's like, well, I think he's a great guy. And it's like, OK, I, I see where Ice Cube is coming from with regard to like, listen, they use us all the time. Let's now use them, flip yeah. the script and get what we need from but he them. even said he presented it to both sides. And the Democrats were like, yeah, cool. We got to pause this, though. Yeah. And whatever the Trump administration's plan for it was or whatever yeah. the way they were going to spin it, they listened and they talked to exactly. him and they were going to address it now. Yeah. So at what point do you have to put your shit aside? Mm-hmm. P- politicians are politicians. They Absolutely. say things and they do things and they move and a lot of stuff's in silence yeah. and a lot of stuff is just as a means to an end for mm-hmm. other things. So at what point are you like, all right, well, at least you're ta- well, at least we can make some headway going yeah. this way. And like, if it happens to be with a 
dumbass face to it right at least progress will happen exactly and opposed to like okay we can stay the blue route and it mm -hmm. it'll take 20 plus years and we'll get around to it eventually yeah. if they win this you know all these other things right and then you're still you have this great plan that you could have started making headway on mm -hmm. but you wanted to have it in this prettier package yeah even um what's her name cheryl cheryl underwood who's a comedian and she's also the co-host of the talk on cbs and she i remember when um the 2016 election was going on and she basically told everybody she was like listen i know i'm an african-american woman but i am a republican and she was like i get a lot of flack for that when i tell people i'm a republican but she was like you have to understand republicans are the people who are making these laws like they control you know they control the senate at this point like democrats control the house we understand that but they control the senate so they can block anything and they are the majority in congress and so she's like you we as african-americans need to understand that we need to be sitting at these tables hearing what they are saying about us and if nobody's in the room just going back to what you said if nobody is in the room how do you how do you know number one what they think about you number two what their plans are for you and then number three how to fix them so i think i think everybody i think people who call ice cube you know an uncle tom i understand from that standpoint how you can see him as that and I can also see it from the spectrum of, well, he's, you know, he has to, he's trying to, he's trying to push an agenda to get something done. And if this is the person to fix it, we're not, he's not saying go vote for Trump. He's just saying, listen, people on his administration have agreed to listen to this idea that I have to push this black agenda forward. And I'm going to listen to what they have to say and listen to their ideas. Whereas the Democrats decided they didn't want to listen to it right now. They weren't opposed to it, but they're not moving as quickly as I would like as the Trump administration is obviously trying to, um, trying to take advantage and trying to get some black voters and all that kind of stuff. He's also just a figurehead. He's a loud, obnoxious figurehead. Yeah. And he does make a lot of things hard and make a lot of unilateral mm -hmm. decisions, but there are so many other people involved below him. Exactly. That have, you know what I mean? And just because like, yeah, you can, there's all these people that left, the Republican Party and left the White House when he became president, but a mm -hmm. lot of people didn't. And they were like, the only way we can do something and actually have a part in this and maybe, you know, fix it, fix it are, is by staying here. And a lot of people could say, how could you do that? How could you work for him? Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. But they're still there. And yeah. it's like, those are the people putting, you know, the actual work in. Eventually mm -hmm. it works all its way up. Yeah. The first time you present a plan to anyone, it's not what it ends up being, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, so. and I mean, even even from a company standpoint, you know, you have, uh, let's say, you know, for example, Papa John's. So the <clears throat> CEO and founder of Papa John's, you know, was on record for saying the n-word right and so you have all these people who will partner with these different schools and different colleges and different companies that provide so many different you know opportunities for other people even though they may be black or whatever even if they're not black even if they are they're an ally to african americans they still may come in and say okay you call somebody a nigga we don't agree with it but we're not gonna we're gonna not gonna let your one mistake ruin all of this legwork that we've done to try to build this company to where it is so we're going to stay because we know what we're doing and what we want to do and how much that impacts you know what we're doing so um I, I mean i totally get it from both sides i mean i don't i don't think ice cube has ever really done anything like this where he has um i mean this is the same person who nwa what does that stand for you know exactly fuck the police like <laughs> exactly i don't think he's had this drastic change and he's yeah. now this like huge 
right-wing Republican yeah. and he's like pro-Trump and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he is tired of seeing what's happening to black people. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care if you're blue, red, polka dotted or purple, mm-hmm. if you can make this plan work yeah. or you can help me to elicit some kind of change, then I'm going to listen to you. Exactly. I think maybe what would have helped is if he was the one who released that he was working with the Trump administration, administration. But I think the fact that the senior advisor released it, it almost seemed like he did it in secret. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's um, from the general consensus on social media. I think that's where people are kind of coming from. Like, Oh my God, how could you work with Trump and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, he's working with an administration who's in a position of power to change things for our good. So he has to be at the table, even if it is with this idiot. I mean, yeah. unfortunately he does have to be. And even if they just ex- are talking to him because it looks good for them right now, yeah. you don't know what'll stick and what won't. Exactly. You just gotta take the chances. Yeah. I don't know at this point. Very, very true. So I just I just pray that whatever-, whatever I'm with agenda, Ice Cube is what I have to say. I mean, I just pray what whatever his agenda is that he makes it very clear, concise and concrete. And that um, there is some positive reform from it and not just, again, having a conversation about just, oh, well, yeah, we want to do this and we want to do that. And like Steve Harvey, where did you get with the housing authority? Like you went and talked to him about affordable housing for black people. Okay, where did you get a cancel show? Anyway. um, Jose, Steve. Jose, Steve. Jose. Maybe he'll change the national anthem to fuck the police. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I mean, these people are trying to start a race war if he doesn't win the presidency. So I highly doubt it. <laughs> I mean, that could be the new black national anthem. That'd be fun. Lift every voice and fuck the police hey. till earth and heaven ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so horrible. That is so horrible, but it was funny. Anyway. Cut it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to leave that in there. Uh, so, yeah. So that's basically what's been going on. And also, too. Um, so also in um, current news this week, there was actually a an interview that was done with Kenneth Walker. For those of you that don't know who Kenneth Walker is, he is the former boyfriend of Breonna Taylor. Say her name. That's right. He sat down with Gail King um, to interview about um, the details of what happened. And in one of the clips, they showed where... There's a body cam footage of the police officers when they took him out of the home. He was literally wailing and crying and was just like, I didn't know. We didn't know who you guys were. Like, you didn't even announce yourself. Like, if you would have announced yourself, we would have, you know, answered the door. And the fact that the police officer says to him, well, it's unfortunate that he wasn't shot um, when this man is literally trying to, you know, defend him and his girlfriend's home. So let's just uh, listen to a clip of this. Oh, coming for help because I called. So you think they're coming to help you? Yes. So when I come outside, there's guns pointed at me. You know, I'm being threatened with dogs and whatever else. Don't look that. Put your hands on your head. The officer asked me, was I hit by any bullets? I said no. He said, that's unfortunate. So that threw me off, too. So I'm like, what's he mean by that? That's unfortunate, he said to you, after mm-hmm. you just lost your girlfriend and you don't know what is happening. What did you think when and you said that? I didn't know what to think, and I really wasn't worried about me. The only reason I'm even out here is because the only way for her to get help in there is for me to be out here. We were scared. No, we didn't know who it was. We didn't even know who it was. And I was in the back of the car. I got drug all the way down the street. It was cold it was wet i thought they was so yeah um the more and more this case unravels the more and more angry i get um because the evidence is sitting clear and then the stupid uh, uh attorney general he's like oh i now have to get um 
armed guards and security to to monitor my family because they're a credible threat. You should have just done your job. Do your job. Do your job. Like you're put in that position of power to serve. Like I, I think politicians and a people in who are in political uh, positions of power forget that you are in the business of service. You're literally a servant to the people. Every day that we go to work, we are what? We are offering customer service, right? We are offering you a service, but we have to be diligent. We have to be nice. We have to be respectful. We have to be intentional about what we do. Doctors, nurses, everybody, we all have to be diligent about what we do. And we are in the business of service where you have to be put first and at the center of everything. Why is it that the medical field is held to this standard of putting the customer and the patient first, but then other realms and, and, and um, other uh, careers are not held to the same standard? You are here to serve the American people. We literally put you in these positions to serve us, not to be servants and peasants, right? Mm -hmm. But to literally have our best interests in mind and to put them in position. Why then is it now, it, why is servanthood now a choice for you and not a mandate? Because they're self-serving. Seriously, like that's not the purpose of the job. You're in the business of service. Like, oh, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I try not to get mad on this podcast a lot um, because there are a lot of things that we cannot change. And um, people are like, voting and change everything. You're right. You're absolutely right. But it ain't going to change it today. And this is why you end up getting threats. I mean, it's the same thing. Cold of the streets. You kill Pookie, Pookie, gonna, Pookie people going to come back and get you. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. What I am saying is that that's the reality of where we live. Like, I just, I mean... You're in the business of service, people. If this were your mama, if this was your daddy, your daughter, your child, your sister, you'd be the first person out here protesting. But because you're in this position, because it doesn't touch your family, it's very easy for you to just turn a blind eye. It's also, politics are just, it's all back in deals and mm -hmm. favors and all of that shit. And you can't say this thing because it goes against this other thing that this person said and they're in bed with you and you're in bed with them and you can't piss them off because that'll do this, this and that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's truly unfortunate. The fact that, I mean, this, this man reliving this horror of, again, being woken up in the middle of the night, defending him and his girlfriend, which is what a man is supposed to do. You know, him, him being the pro, the protector in that moment and, you know, him trying to defend them. And then they're just like, oh, you're going to prison. That's where you're going. Oh, were you shot? Were you hit? Oh, that's unfortunate. Bitch, what? And then when somebody come and try to attack you, then you want to be, oh, I need to get security. No, no, no. Keep that same energy that you had in that grand jury hearing. Keep the same energy, love. Oh, anyway, next subject. I'm about to Dude, get speaking of body cam footage, you have not seen... American murder, right? The family no, store. Okay. No, I want to see that though. It's all found footage, basically. The documentary. Really? It's all like, cause she posted a bunch of stuff on mm -hmm. social media, the wife. Yeah. And uh, so it's that, it's body cam footage from mm -hmm. the officers. It's uh, the recordings from the interviews at the police station. Mm -hmm. The body cams, man. 
like that we i just want to watch the body cam footage that's all i want yeah all the time forever i just want to see exactly what happened yeah is there a specific episode that you saw that was really interesting or what was the latest episode so it's it's just one mm. it's a documentary yeah so it's just one oh just video. one documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay okay but uh he basically this isn't spoilers but um the friend of the wife mm -hmm. calls the police because she's like, I have a call, I, call, I dropped my friend off from the airport at like 3 a.m. yesterday. Mm -hmm. I've been calling her. She's not answering. It's not like her. And so they go over to the house and they're like, her car is here, whatever. They call the police. So it's the cop like showing up, trying mm -hmm. to figure out what happens. The husband comes home, interviewing yeah. him, interviewing the family, interviewing the neighbors mm -hmm. and just seeing like, it's just so cool to see it from someone else's point of view. Yeah. You know, to see it from the officer's point of view, to see it from the officer's point yeah. of view. And I'm like, that's the truth. Yeah, literally. Cam cameras don't lie. Cam unless you edit them. Unless you edit and cut them. stuff out of the of the video. Yeah, but then, then it's a lie. But yeah, um, just a one stream. Yeah, but even too, you know how many you know when they when they have these like murder mysteries and all that kind of stuff, and then they keep playing the footage over and over and over again, and every single time they play a piece of the footage you see something totally different that you didn't see the first time. Like this, like on social media where um, they had these kids like running around doing something and they were like, watch this video and watch a different kid every single time. <laughs> and it's so freaking funny uh, when they do stuff like that. But I think, I mean, I think it's good that they have body cameras. I think I know a lot of police officers were very upset about the fact that they had body cameras. Cause I, I know that even in healthcare, if we were to have body cameras in healthcare, that we would be pissed like ah oh, dang now we got to watch what we say and we watch what we do but also too it helps to keep you accountable mm -hmm. that's just like if a family member is in the room it helps to keep you accountable at times because you can't half-ass in front of somebody else yeah. watching you and you know even even if you have very high integrity how many times a day does a patient ask you can I have some water? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll go get you some water. You forget to bring the fucking water. As soon as you walk out of that room, somebody Dude. says something to you, and two hours later, while you're charting, you're, you're like, like, oh crap, I didn't bring Ms. Johnson a water. Is when I move the urinal off the bed rail. Yeah to put it down and i forget to leave them with a urinal yeah and i remember like at five o'clock driving home right like, shit you're like damn it probably pissed the bed they don't have a urinal exactly yeah i mean it, it happens all the time but i think in these situations where again you know certain situations happen uh where people are being you know, unarmed people are being killed and police brutality you know it is a good thing that they have body cameras we need to see exactly what you're doing because look at how many cases have come out now we would have never even known about brianna we didn't even know about brianna taylor until three months after it happened yeah i mean even uh um what's his name aubrey uh drake graham what aubrey drake graham no oh the young man that was shot and killed in south carolina for oh. jogging really you're gonna bring it back to drake you're getting canceled anyway Yikes. um yeah he was even i mean the, the the camera footage that they had and the, the one guy was like i saw the whole thing you right they did kill him you sitting there videotaping it and you trying to make it seem like you the white savior meanwhile you had a hand in the whole thing and that's why your ass in jail now and anyway all right let's move on to something fun let's talk about something fun fast questions for you Okay. Oh, you want to do fast questions yeah. first? Cool. I'm yes. ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. What food do you most crave? <gasps> Cheeseburgers. Oh, that's a good one. All right. What single appliance can you not live without? Fast questions. Fast, Apple fast, fast, TV. Apple TV. Really? That's the one appliance that you cannot live without? Yeah. Ma'am, I thought you were a coffee drinker. Oh, the coffee? Yeah, like it was Starbucks. Oh, God. I can't. All right. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? 
Pause. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Take a nap and come back. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Figure out a good joke and come back. <laughs> Would you rather be a kid your whole life or an adult your whole life? Kid. I think I kind of agree with that. But it's like, what age? Yeah. Like, no, I, if I could be 21, I'd be, I'd be dope my whole life. I'd be 27. 27 was a great year for me. Great year. Haven't hit it yet. Sorry. Couldn't tell you. Oh, that's right. You're 26, you freaking child. Anyway. Um, all right. Last question. Would you rather never age mentally or never age physically? Never age physically. I agree. I just watched Benjamin Button recently. Oh. Yeah. That was a sad movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a cute little movie when he was a little old man in the wheelchair, but it was so cute. But Dude, it's so but it sad. sucks because he's like this 19-year-old kid with all this like Seriously. back story and yeah listen the funniest part of that entire movie was when they had the little church scene and the man was like rise up in a wall <laughs> <laughs> and he gets up and just boo, 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 and just falls to the floor <laughs> oh, God. poor little Benji <laughs> alright you ready for fast questions sure let's do it let me ask you this All right. what's worse laundry or dishes 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 mm, same I hate washing dishes Taking a bath or taking a shower? Which one is worse? No, just which one's for you. Oh, shower. Absolutely. Shower. All day. Yeah, fuck baths. Yeah, I hate baths. All right. What's worse? Holding in a bar a burp or a fart? Holding in a fart. Good lord, you feel like you're having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and I do that every day at work and I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I gotta let it out at some point. <laughs> this this or that. Money or free time. Money. Damn. Yeah, I'll take the money. That's on being a tourist. I feel like I have enough free time at this point in my life. <laughs> Give me the money. Candy corn or candy apples? Neither. No, that's not how it works. No, I, candy corn is nothing but decorated wax. What? I guess I'll eat the candy Dude, apple. Dude, that's then. the best Halloween candy. No, candy it's corn. not. No, it's not. You're you, really pissing me off. No, today no, no. With this. You all need to write in the comments uh-uh. if you eat candy. If you eat candy corn, you are a you're nothing you're a good you're person a who loves spooky season no you're a murderer I, and you're but only the brax person. candy corn that's the best one all candy corn is disgusting and should be thrown away and burned immediately no i will you, ride okay. with candy corn until the wheels fall off let me ask you this do you eat peeps of course okay well i eat marshmallow peeps well but there most, you go but most people who don't eat who eat candy corn don't like peeps do you like tootsie rolls of course you're Heck disgusting yeah. that's candy wax what? that is candy wax it's chocolate i'm pissed that you even brought up candy it's corn it's chocolate it's chocolate wax you eat freaking whoopers so who, who i cares? don't eat whoppers you, you eat, whoopers. eat whoppers it's whoopers you eat whoppers and milk no. does you're tr- that's trash milk candy. does are good y'all we were at work the other day and there was a candy bar and i said hey bring me some candy from the candy bar please <laughs> and she said okay when i tell you this girl brought me a fucking bag and it had whoppers milk duds sweet tarts i said what the fuck is this and i had fun dip that was all they had fun dip but i was like ma'am and smarties they had smarties they had smart trash candy it was trash candy i don't eat whoopers because when i was a kid when i was in middle school i ate a whole box of whoopers and i got sick and threw it up i need you to know that it's whoppers i need you to know that you're saying this wrong it's definitely whoppers god it's whoopers anyway whoop you have a trash taste in candy you says the person who eats candy corn dude candy corn is good candy corn is disgusting i would rather eat the black licorice than Ugh. eat candy corn and i hate black do you licorice. like twizzlers i love twizzlers same okay strawberries the pull and peel or the regular though regular yes yeah okay now we can be back on the same all right here we go and we're chucking along everybody Yay, we're back to normal <laughs> um last one uh-huh. old denzel young denzel 
Old Denzel. Old Denzel. Yeah. Old Denzel. First of all, Denzel has kind of had a rebirth. Uh, hey. Like. Also, can we talk about how the guy from Lovecraft Country looks more like Denzel than Denzel's son does? He does. Isn't that wild? He really does. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Lovecraft Country. Love that show. I'm finally caught up. Dude, it's so wild. It is wild and amazing, but I love the dynamic of it. Um, I just think they just have amazing acting all the way around yeah. in that movie. I don't think there's any one person who I just, okay. The main character, um, what's his name? Tick. I don't like when he cries, you need to work on your crying. Your crying fucking sucks. I'm sorry. It just does. Everything else about your acting is amazing. But when you cry, you have this really weird face and I just can't, I can't. Interesting. Yeah. But everything else, I think every person, the antagonists in the movie, just the whole plot and scheme i absolutely love it i'm really loving hbo recently because they're doing a very good job of like the period piece with new age music yeah it just feeds yeah. my soul in a way yeah they i think that's it in watchmen too mm -hmm. have you seen watchmen no i haven't see okay so watchmen and this one there's wait how many seasons are there at Watchmen? i think there's only one. Oh, okay good i have time to catch up yeah but they do they do a whole thing about the tulsa massacre mm. and i was just like so we're really doing it this year yeah we're well that that kind of piggybacks off of uh lovecraft country because they talk about the massacre as well in yeah there. so yeah because I, I don't know what table they all got together in, and we're like okay this year yeah real black history we're talking about it pretty much well because jordan peele is the executive producer of lovecraft country that makes so much sense. but also misha green and there was actually some stuff on um online that was talking about again how african-american women are always just set to the side that this girl is basically one of the main writers of the show as well as a producer and how this is mostly her content even though jordan peele's name is on it but so people every still jordan peele. exactly and nobody's saying misha green you know but she is an integral part of this of this uh show and the reason why it is the way that it is but of course i mean when anything that you do if people are not knowledgeable about misha green and jordan's name you know, um, brings the people in and the views in, mm -hmm. obviously you got to use his name. I mean, his name is just going to be pushed to the forefront, unfortunately, yeah. but prayerfully Misha Green's name will be pushed to the forefront. Yeah. Shout out to Misha it's Green. It's just such an original concept yeah. and an interesting show. The writing's awesome. I mean, it's HBO. So yeah. anything they do is bomb. I think that soundtrack though is, is amazing. Oh my God. Have, you do you have Spotify? Yes. Spotify has the playlist. Really? Of the season. Yeah. Oh, cool beans. I got a good look at that thing. Yeah, it does. And it's just like old music. New, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And it's like the 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 music actually comes in at the right the time. Like time. whoever their musical director is, it's it's absolutely amazing. So oh, Lovecraft Country is a yeah. perfect like period piece, spooky mm -hmm. show for the season, black Indiana Jones with sci fi elements. Yeah. But it's not like it's it's demonic to a degree but it's not oh, like yeah, my it's mom, not horror. every time she every time they start talking in weird like uh spells or something she's yeah. like mute it mute it i don't want that in the house i don't yeah. want that in the house like the, what do they call it the language of adam i'm yeah. just like mm, there's some weird. weird i like stuff like that though yeah. like spooky stuff i don't yeah. know it, this show literally is like if you put a bunch of concepts into a bowl mm -hmm. and you pulled them out playing a game or like a writing exercise yeah you'd be like there's no way this is gonna work yeah but it works but they connected all together and they connected dots yeah i like to see where it's gonna go i pray that they get it they get um approved for a second season know, um, because the season is not over yet is there a tomorrow season finale i think tomorrow Ooh, I want to say yes, but also I don't know. Because that's only eight episodes. Then Maybe I mean, or not. nine episodes. So I hope they let, at least get them to sixteen or twelve. Dude, or usually with you know? HBO though, it's like ten your first season. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then they'll have two more then if that's the case. But then we gotta wait a whole nother year. <sighs> yeah, I'm still waiting for Euphoria. Yeah. Insecure. Ooh, guess what? Just came back out for the seventh season. 
The Hundred on Netflix. Did you watch that? I only watched the first season, and then I was like, "This blonde girl's so whiny." Okay, she is. Clark is very annoying, but it's so good. So I'm on like the third episode of the seventh season. I'll have to give it a try again. It's really was good. the Hundred CW? Yes, it was. I fuck mm-hmm. hard yeah. with the CW. I'm. I started watching Black Lightning. Black Lightning is amazing. Yeah. I saw the first two seasons. There's a third season that's out now. I still haven't watched it just yet, but um, China McLean does amazing. Um, Chris. Mm, what's his name elvis cresbo oh you know his name is chris chris williams that's his name chris Chris williams Williams. jeez um they do an amazing job on that show um and it it was kind of cheesy when i first started watching it because i was just i mean it was a quarantine and i was like okay let me just watch something whatever because you know chris williams was on living single as khadijah james's boyfriend and love interest and he was Scooter. on he's the dad right he's he's Mm -hmm. in uh magnolia yes what is that show called do you remember oh he was also sweet magnolia uh, some whatever the rachel bilson show was yeah. on cw yeah he was also he also played the husband of uh dr miranda bailey on Grey's anatomy he was Tucker. oh yeah Tucker williams the first mm-hmm. husband number one husband number one and then she got boyfriend Divorce. number two mm-hmm. and well she's married to boyfriend number two yeah he's at ooh, chef's kiss to him listen on that shonda rhimes always has beautiful men that's what i'm beautiful saying men. she knows how to pick them she does dreaming steamy they're all, all of them everyone on that show is hot yeah very true very true but yeah the hundred is come back on okay. watch that watch black lightning well then you need to watch american family so we can talk about american family What's our that? american murder the oh family next door. yes 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 i need to watch that because i need to discuss that man insane have you ever seen um abducted in plain sight that sounds familiar <laughs> Okay, on Netflix, you uh, listen. Y'all need to watch Abducted in Plain Sight. Actually, I was listening to a podcast, um, the Pat Down with with uh, with Miss Pat. She's a an amazing comedian, and the reason why I watched it is because she had it on one of her episodes, and that thing was hilarious. It was sad, but it was hilarious because it was a true story about how this man literally came and abducted this 12, 13 year old girl. And then convinced her that aliens came down from the sky and told her to basically have sex with him and have babies and all this other kind. It was insane, but it was just incredibly insane. The the twists and turns that happens with the parents as to why they basically, you know, just let him kidnap their child. It was stupid. It's stupid. It was like in the 1970s that this happened. It was really crazy, but you should watch Abducted in Plain Sight on Netflix. It's pretty interesting. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. So what's happening in social media this week? Or what happened in social media this week? Well, wasn't a crazy, crazy week, but yeah. everyone's pissed off at Figs. Figs? Why are they pissed off at Figs? Figs, the scrub place. Yeah. Figs posted on their social media a video of this girl walking out in her cute Figs overpriced scrubs. Mm-hmm. And she has a medical terminology book and it's flipped upside down. So it looks like she's reading it backwards mm-hmm. like an idiot. And then they scroll, like they kind of zoom in on her ID badge and it says D.O. Mm-hmm. Which stands for doctor of, I thought, yeah, I thought osteopathic medicine, but osteopathy. Yeah. Which Do is you, still the study of I mean, DOs osteop- are doctors that just aren't MDs. Practicing wise, is there a dip, like. Wait, don't they go, they don't go to medical school? They go to DO school. I thought it was just yeah. a little more like, from my understanding, it's just a little more of a. Isn't it like more homeopathic or allopathic type medicine? Something else about not massage oh this is gonna they're gonna come for us on this one yeah where's my because because now we're doing the same thing that figs is doing yeah <laughs> we're like oh what's the difference but everyone was pissed off because they were like you're a woman-led and founded company you have this girl yeah reading a book upside down why and there's already like this weird 
thing between mm-hmm. MD and DO and they're just perpetuating it. And I like, I mean, I obviously realized it was stupid and they had made a mistake, but Instagram went off. Really? I saw everyone retweeting that and was, or posting it on their story mm-hmm. and they're like, this is, in, this is disgusting. I will never buy figs again. Well, maybe this is a good thing for figs because figs is expensive. So maybe they'll start doing like 70% off and then I can get some figs. And then you can go run and get. <laughs> I, oh, I'm going to get some figs. Listen, if Papa John's can say nigga, I, I had Papa John's the other night. Listen, he ain't call me no I'm nigga. not a D.O. Listen, or an MD. He, he didn't call me a nigga to my face. He didn't say OTs are stupid. Exactly. The main difference between D.O. and M.D. Um, are the is the philosophy. D.O.'s practice osteopathic approach while M.D.'s practice, practice allopathic approach. So, so wait, say it again. D.O. D.O.'s practice homeopathic? Uh, they have more osteopathic approach. Osteopathic. So they're okay. focusing more on the whole body um, preventative, and preventative anyway. care. Yeah, so they're just the real doctors. Yeah, I mean, that's what you should they're do treating, anyway. They're treating not the symptoms. Right. Which honestly, I feel like it's an overlapping of a discipline. I guess it's maybe if I get orders from a DO or MD, it's the same shit. It's the same stuff. Like, I mean, I could care less what your philosophy is if you come to the same conclusion of let's heal and fix the patient. Isn't that what the basis of their their both of their disciplines? Like chiropractors and physical therapists go about healing the body through joints, bones, muscles, totally different. The result is still the same. Where if a patient comes with with pain, fix the pain. Mm Mm-hmm. I think colloquially, if I'm using that term correct, which I think I'm you probably are. not, no, you there are. is some weird feud because there has been this uh, notion that if you can't get into MD school, you go to DO school. Mm, interesting. Yeah, which I mean, that doesn't really mean shit because everyone going to DO school is still smart. They just, you know, yeah. there's weird things why you can't get into med school. And med school is also r- like, it, I mean, both schools are hard, but to get into med school, it's like ridiculously competitive. Yeah, and I think that's, and I think Dio is becoming hard. more competitive, right? But you just have to have everything exactly as they want it, how they exactly. want to see it to get in, and that's not realistic. Because med school, it's not hard to get into med school; it's hard to stay in there. And the reason why it's not like, like you said, med school is very competitive. You are competing with thirty thousand people. That's why you think, oh, it's so hard to get into med school. No, it's not. They can only accept so many people at so much, you know, so much time. And then even too, med students only have to keep a two point oh in order to graduate. We as PTs and OTs, we had to keep maintain a three O in school in order to graduate. And I'm mm-hmm. like, aren't we? Can't we? Don't we have the power to kill people? Okay, <laughs> then so why aren't we held to the same level? I would have loved to just walk through a, a two point in, in PT school, but I didn't. But I think even too, like you know, with chiropractors, I know that there was this huge thing with um, the physical therapy field in chiro- oh, yeah, chiropractors. Oh yeah, y'all hate each other, right? I don't hate chiropractors. You know why? Because when I was a kid, my mom was diagnosed with scolio- scoliosis. And I was about to say scoliopathic. I don't even know what that she, word my is. My mom is a scoliopathic. Right. So she was diagnosed with scoliosis and she threw her back out um, when we were kids. That's and so, where you get that from? Yes, I think so. And so um, we used to go to a chiropractor because she went there and they used to like adjust us, give us adjustments. And that's why I even learned never say the word crack to a chiropractor because it's, it's disrespectful it's just like oh pt all pts do is walk people and all ot's do are wash people so you, when you say that all chiropractors do is crack people's backs like that's not really true like they're actually doing manipulation and um and um uh, manual therapy and so because i had that experience before i went to pt school even as a kid growing up i literally used to get my back adjusted every wednesday from the time i was in elementary school to the time i was in high school and it was beneficial and it, it, it worked and so when i got to pt school i heard like the the banter between pt and chiropractors but i didn't see that because i'm like 
I benefited from both, you know? So, um, but even too, we kind of get mad at, at chiropractors because they don't need a prescription. Yes. They can write prescriptions. They can order MRIs and x-rays and can they you can imagine actually if diagnose. y'all could order MRIs. Y'all be ordering up a shit ton. Oh, you dog right. That the lady who I thought was blind. I mean, who I didn't know was blind, but that was, Oh, You're I like, definitely mm, would have ordered her Let's get a CT on that one. You dog right. Cause even when I was on clinicals in, in PT school and I was in an outpatient clinic and they literally like, um, we used to be able to do, because I was in Georgia at the time where I was doing my clinical and Georgia was an, um, a direct access state, which means that you didn't need to go to your, your primary care physician in order to come to a physical therapist. But in the state, you can only, um, assess certain areas so i think it was like your hips your knees low back elbows it seemed like everything in the body honestly but we don't diagnose obviously we can give a, a pt diagnosis and when people would come in and you would see something that was like totally weird like you try to do a provocation test and literally they feel like i feel like it's electricity going down my body get the fuck out of here go back to your pcp <laughs> It was like, hell no. Uh -uh. <laughs> so what do you think it is, Doc? I don't know, but you need to get the hell out of here and go back to your PCP because I'm not going to be even, responsible. Don't even go home. Straight to the emergency Listen, room. you need to go to urgent care, the emergency. Matter of fact, go straight to the OR because something is wrong. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. But my mom got her MRI results back from where I told you. she's. Been, my mom's been having migraines forever and ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she finally had one that wouldn't go away. Mm -hmm. And I called her and she was like, yeah, I was on FaceTime with a friend and she said my face, I, like, I was slurring my words and my face kind of oh, looked no. droopy. I said, are you kidding? Go to the ER. She's like, well, I had the MRI yesterday. So surely if they saw something, they'd call me. Oh, my God. They can't see you having I a stroke said, in real time. you're hemorrhaging. Like, all I can see is just, like, this bleed. Like, oh expanding God. in her head. She drives me insane. People are the worst. Um, but her headache hasn't gone away. Really? And so she finally got the MRI results back. And she was like, can you read it? So I was reading it. It was literally just, like, migraines. Yeah. That's all She it just says. suffers from chronic She's like, migraines. what is a... What do they say? Chronic microvascular ischemia of the bull. You know, the thing that's on every CT. Yeah. And I yeah. said, you're just like every other old person. Your brain is just getting old. <laughs> Your mom's going to kill fine. you. You're fine. Yeah, she will. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I mean, I, there is a, definitely a disparity, I feel like. And I mean, it's just like between PT and OT. I mean, you know, PT and OT, I think, oh, here's what I didn't know about occupational therapy. I'm so interested. So what I didn't realize, and I guess we kind of technically are in the rehab corner, but whatever. What I didn't realize about occupational versus PT for versus physical therapy is that you guys were taught that we were the enemy. Yes. Just like like we were taught that chiropractors were our enemy. And I'm like, how the hell are PTs and OT enemies when we work directly together? So when OTs hate PTs, we're just like, PTs are oblivious. We're like, well, what the hell are you upset about? Like, we, we're brothers and sisters. Like, we can't work without each other. And you like, you fucking bitch. It's like, oh, okay. I don't know if I was taught, taught, but definitely when I was in school, there was this era of, hey, the physical therapists don't give a shit about you or what you do. They'll probably speak over you and speak at you and think that they are better than you. And you just have to go in there and assert yourself and make sure they know that you're important. But I think that's so horrible to teach somebody that because the thing is you could break that cycle. If you had PTs and OTs taking classes together, like especially we did somebody's... take classes with PTs, not at my school. We didn't, we didn't. We took all of our, like our general anatomy, our anatomy and physiology, our neuro and like our first patient care class. They were all with PTs. We never took a class in my particular program. We never took a class with OTs. We usually like OTs were in the classroom that we had our class and we were like, hurry the fuck up and get out of here so we can start our class. But that was any other class. It didn't matter if it was OTs. But even in our professionalism classes, when you're talking about intro to 
whatever health sciences or whatever you know professionalism that should have been done with ot's and pt's and so you could understand the importance of collaboration and not that we're enemies because you you force us to be enemies in school and then in in uh, clinical practice you say oh well go ahead and collaborate and communicate with your ot's and yeah. then you wonder why the communication is so shitty it's because somebody told you i was your enemy and i'm not it's just hard because there is such a personality difference across the board oh absolutely and the very it's stereotypical like pts are very cut and dry they're We're very, very like jockey barbarian yes. people mm -hmm. and they are for yeah. the most part like 99 percent of them absolutely are. i agree and ot's are very flower child, flower child whole yep. body let's talk about it glitter and paint glitter and paint yes. work through our hands <laughs> and our feelings there's an alternative way to do that yes absolutely. kind of people and it's very like we will butt heads because yeah. they're like let's just go there and we're like well maybe we could try this way or the yeah. patient's expressing it this way or maybe yada 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 and pts were very controlling so anytime we and we know time constraints we're just trying to keep it organized we're very type a most pts their personal personalities are very type a i have not run into a physical therapist that is not type a and i have not run into an occupational therapist who is not a flower child just in their everyday personality life and when we don't have control or when uh, somebody else in the room tries to assert their control it's like okay here's what we're not gonna do yeah you know and it's direct it's the job like yeah you're never gonna do exactly the same thing with every patient mm -hmm. but it's very like this is the issue yeah we'll do these exercises or this exercise or mm -hmm. this exercise or we'll walk this distance or we're going to do it this way and see yeah. what the result is exactly whenever we walk in a room we're like oh shit. all right well let's try a little <laughs> bit of this or maybe a little bit of that or we're going to see how this goes or yeah. what's going on here we don't have exercises that we follow mm -hmm. like y'all y'all are the exercise people i always yeah. say ask pt i don't know i'm gonna we're moving we're just more like grand scheme yeah i feel like you're micro and we're macro you think we're micro? Yeah. I feel like we're micro, mi macro and you guys are micro. Oh, I don't feel that way. Really? I feel like I'm looking like far away, whole body, grand scheme. And y'all are like, this is what, like in this box, this muscle group, this is what I want to see, see because this will lead to this, that leads to that, that leads to this. And then we can get this whole thing working. So the reason why I think you guys are more, why we are more macro is because we're just like, Mr. Johnson, can you walk? Okay, that's all we care about. Big scheme. Can you walk without falling and busting your head? OT, y'all work on feeding. We don't care if they can feed themselves. We don't care if they can dress. You can walk around butt naked and hungry. I don't care. See, to me, the big scheme is like morning routine. Yeah. Like the whole morning routine. Yeah, can and we don't care up? about can that. Can you dress yourself? Can yeah. you process this? Can you sequence this? Yeah. Can you safely yada, yada, yada? You're like up and down. Up and down. That's it. Down the hall and back. You got up it. Up and down. Good. But I think, too, if PTs and, and OTs understood this dynamic and respected each other for where we are and not try to change you for, you know, because you need, you are a discipline that is needed because we don't think about what you guys think about and you guys don't think about what we think about i mean i remember i had a, a, a <laughs> i had a colleague who i had a student at the time and this patient was able to stand walk do whatever right the ot says well i definitely am going to recommend rehab and so my student says well i'm going to recommend home and then my student comes back to me and she's like super upset and like crying but not crying because she's sad just crying because she's mad and i'm like what is going on with you <laughs> 
And she's like, Monica, I just cannot deal with this OT. And I'm like, oh, Lord, what the heck happened? So I went to the OT and I was like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, hey, God, what's up? Uh, meteor? <laughs> meteor? And so the therapist says, oh, well, I definitely think that the patient needs to go to rehab. I think they need 24-hour supervision. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So can you walk with me through the process of, you know, what things you found in your evaluation? Mm -hmm. Because, of course, I let my student do her thing with the, with the occupational therapist as far as doing a co-eval. And she says, well, the patient can't comb his hair. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. And what else? Well, he was complaining of knee pain. Okay. So he's a 70-year-old with a bad knee. Interesting. I got a bad knee and I'm 36. What's your point? And because he can't comb his hair, like, I, like, and she literally could not give me anything other than that as to why this man needed 24-hour supervision. And I'm like, we're going to have to agree to disagree. But yeah. she was so adamant on that. This patient needed to go to rehab because he couldn't comb his hair. Who gives a crap about your hair? Yeah. Nobody cares about you. I mean, obviously, OT cares about your hair, right? But as a PT, I could care. You have a wife at home, okay? You have equipment at home, i.e. a cane or a walker. If you don't fall and bust your head in my presence, you're going home. Yeah, and from my perspective, I've had PTs that are like, they're fine to go home. We walk 200 feet. He's doing great. Yeah. I go in to see him. He gets up. He's walking in circles. He puts a <laughs> fork in the outlet. He puts his socks on his hands. And I'm like, sir, I, you can't go home. And the PT's like, well, he he's well, fine. He got up and walked. He didn't lose his balance. And yeah. I was like, he doesn't know where the hell he is or what's going on. It's not my problem as a PT. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, it's frustrating to be like, <laughs> this, this person can go home. They don't right. have hands. Or like, they're walking fine, but they don't have hands. So how are they going to do anything? <laughs> and I think the sad part is too, that in our, in our, our career, you know, people will bypass what OT has to say and oh, OT's opinion always. and just go straight to the PT. Also, Mr. Johnson overdosed on his cardiac meds. We don't care. PT said he's safe to go home. They're like, why is he here? Oh, he couldn't open his pill bottles and he's, he couldn't remember where he put his medicines yeah. or how to organize them. So he hasn't taken his meds in three months. Yeah. And they're like, but can he walk? Oh yeah, send him home. I'm yeah, like, y'all are wild. Yeah, we're so barbaric. And the thing is, it's not that we don't care about those things. That is just not in our brains the big scheme of things because it's not our job to fix that or to help them with it because we are gross motor, you are fine motor. So that's your job and your cognitive. So it's like, well, we're not going to step on the toes of that. But if, you know, if there's ever a time where OT will be like, this patient is super unsafe, blah, blah, blah. Even if I see, you know, that, okay, they're, they, they're good to go home. They're a little wobbly, whatever. If, if it's a genuine concern, I will go in and change my recommendation and be like, okay, you definitely can benefit from having both of these disciplines, but more OT than PT. Because again, if this patient is going to go home and yes, you can walk perfectly fine and your balance is, you know, some, somewhat okay. But if you're going to overdose on cardiac meds, you're going to be right back here. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and get the, get the, the therapy that you need to be able to sequence and do what you need. So um, well, that's the hard yeah. part too, where I'm like, functionally you can go home, but your blood pressure drops so bad when you stand yeah. that you, f you'll fall down the stairs, but you don't mm -hmm. cognitively understand that you have to sit up and wait exactly five minutes before you get up. Yeah. That's like, what do you do with those people? This job is hard. No one told you that in school. Oh, uh, they told us. No one told me that. Maybe yeah. they did. I probably wasn't listening. I barely yeah. graduated. It's probably because you went to a PWI. Oh yeah. H my God. HBCUs are a bit different, you know. They help prepare us for life skills, you know, because we're not just a number, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, what else is going on in social media right now? <laughs> um, your friend Cardi B took back her friend Offset. Oh, my God. They went through a pretend <clears throat> divorce. Did they actually get divorced? No, she just filed for it. Oh, everyone can file for divorce. Here's the thing. I keep forgetting that Cardi B is only... 
When she turned 28? Did she my age? She turned 28 years old. So even though she has fame. Belcalise. Um, Belcalise. Belcalise. What's her last name? Belcalise Salazar. Salazar? Something like that. Belcalise. Anyway, I was getting ready to say Chanel Benacourt, but that's Jocelyn Hernandez. <laughs> but I, I keep forgetting that she's 28. And here, here's the even bigger reality. Cardi B is a grown woman. Right, she can do whatever she wants to do. But here's what I want you to stop doing: stop telling us what you're doing in your relationship. Just do it. Like, just just stop telling us what you're gonna do. Like, oh, I'm divorcing. Oh, Cardi B filed for divorce. Listen, y'all, I'm just a crazy bitch. That's what is she that said. what she tweeted? Mm -hmm. Wow. She might have said it on a live. You know how I be arguing with y'all on social media. This is my Cardi B voice. Oh, That's okay. exactly how we are between me and my man. So when people be saying, I don't do shit for attention with this and that, no, I'm just a crazy bitch. One day I'm happy, the next day I want to beat it inward What is that up. noise? Cars. Oh, I was like, what kind of music are you playing in the background? But never mind. It's really not hard to talk to your best friend, and it's really hard to have no dick. <laughs> <laughs> so you just didn't want to add another body Ooh. count. Interesting. Well, it's, well, isn't it the reason why she she filed for divorce is because he cheated on her yet again? Yeah. But he also did throw hands for her in that club, remember? Cardi B don't need you to throw no hands for her. Cardi but B he is... did it anyway. Have you ever seen Cardi B fight at the Love & Hip Hop reunion and her, her sister, Dude, uh, Hennessy? Dude, her scenes on Love & Hip Hop in the early what was the days... Reason? They're so good. Cardi if B just made Love & Hip Hop. need your day to be turned around 180 completely, yeah. go watch early Cardi B on Love & Hip Hop. Cardi B was hilarious. She was made for, like, musty TV. But I just think, not even just with her, but other people... Just if the, if you're gonna if you know that you're gonna break up and like stay together break up stay together just stop talking about it just stop talking about it and then he bought I know it was her birthday this past week and he bought her another Bentley which as if she couldn't buy herself a Bentley but whatever I guess it's, it's nice when counts. someone else does it for you it, but y'all married if wants to buy, even though right now I can afford at least a Honda Civic it would be nice if someone <laughs> would buy one for me. Listen, somebody bought me a Honda Civic, I would be so grateful because I'm looking for a second car anyway because I have this big old truck and I'm trying to conserve on gas. Thanks. But um, but also, too, I just think, you know, it's nobody's business. I just wish people like celebrities would just stop putting their business out. Like, I know we, you know, we all think that they're best, our best friends in our head and all that kind of stuff. And we want to know, but sometimes we just don't need to know. Yeah, but she's never been good at being famous. Like, she no. lets everything everyone says get to her and she yeah. has to go on Instagram Live and mm -hmm. say something about it. Like, girl, just go. You're rich as shit. Yeah. You are one of the top female. No, you're one of the top rappers, rappers out right now. Female. Not even female. Exactly. Everyone loves you. Mm -hmm. You gave us the WAP. You gave us Bodak Yellow, a right? freaking cult classic. Seriously, that's still calling bangs now. Car yeah be careful that was a call to arms but yeah. uh girl just you don't you don't need anybody you really and you don't. definitely don't need us yeah. just mute your social media mute the comments yeah because even too with um i guess at the birthday party when he bought her the bentley um offset bought uh culture which is their daughter an eight thousand dollar car seat here's the thing we don't need to know that the car seat was eight thousand dollars like you bought her a bentley that was enough you know who probably told us with bethany frankel because Bethany Frankel cares about I everybody. I can't believe you're flaunting an $8,000 car seat and we're in a pandemic. Yeah. You got to find your happiness where you can, man. You really we're can. in a pandemic. You really got to. And I mean, I think that, I mean, 
Offset, I believe, from what I see on social media, he's, he appears to be a very good father. I don't think I haven't heard any of his baby mama say that he doesn't take care of their kids or anything like that. But um, again, sir, if you're going to continue to cheat on Cardi B, just stop. Like, first of all, just stop. And if you can't stop, go ahead and just get divorced because that's stupid. Yeah. Like, it's just dumb. Stop yeah. cheating. And then Cardi B, if you're going to accept it, accept it and then stop talking about it. Just, just you know, like, I'm a fan of Cardi B. I know. If you show me multiple times that you're a cheater, all right, that's on your character. I get it. You're surrounded by these beautiful women. You yeah. have all this money. Then go be free. I can't. I can't tame you, so I got to stop trying. Yeah. Well, even with um, uh, there was this interview that I saw with Kevin Gates and his wife Drika, and how Kevin Gates, you know, has had a history, unfortunately, of cheating on her. Infidelity. Of infidelity. And the thing is, she made in the comments, she was like, first of all, his infidelity has nothing to do with me has nothing to do with me i didn't force him to go out she there came to preach today huh? right and she was like that's more of a character flaw in him and i totally agree with you miss drika but at what point do you say okay you did it once i forgave you and then you keep making the same choice because it's not a mistake because again a mistake more made more than once is a choice and is a pattern She's choosing to enjoy her life the way it is and choosing to keep him in it here's the thing i cannot honestly and consciously say that if i were married to a multi-millionaire and billionaire i wouldn't put up with that either that's what i'm it's just it's cost <laughs> and reward you yeah, know risk versus versus benefit. risk versus i'm just like if i'm living this luxury ass life and i have these kids and we're just thotting and bopping and you're doing what you want anyway you're on tour most of the time mm -hmm. around playing games or saving the world as a superhero i don't give a shit you're yeah. out of the house yep we're yeah. chilling over here the kids love me more mm -hmm. i didn't sign a prenup when i want to leave i'll leave but right yep. now now here's the thing tyrone you ain't gonna be working at the chicken shack uh cheating on me like that no no no, 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 no. no. we're talking like six figs worth of seven seven worth of cheating on me you're right i'm worth seven figures to be cheated on billionaire bill i gates. will not sell myself short. listen bill gates i know you're married now but i'm just saying or, or jeff bezos let's use him because i think he's single allegedly. he is he's also the devil he's a devil but here's the thing i can live on the other side of the house <laughs> matter of fact i can live in my own house Okay, you can have all the orgy parties you want to in here. Ain't gonna bother me. As long as my bills paid. I'll be in bed by 8.30. Pretty much. Because I'll have me something on the side too. Hey, poor boy. Exactly. How you doing? So I think people just stay... Her, yeah. With her, I don't know. I think there's some deep-rooted stuff there. I think they're toxic and they love each other. But... Yeah. So I don't know. Because she's making money too. She is. And I think right now she's she's definitely hotter than him at this point. Because yeah. Migos haven't come out with an album in a while. And, and she's still what they do sounds music. just like their last album. That, very true. And then even both of them came out with single projects, uh, Quavo and, and Offset. Which I, I think both of their albums are amazing. I felt like Quavo's album was way better. But anyway, neither hand, it's just you know, personal preference. Maybe because Quavo's all booed up with Sweetie. And so Offset was like, well, shit. I think I just like Quavo's ad-libs more. Got it. Suit. Yup. Yeah. Is that what so, they sound like? That's literally what they sound like over a tight ass beat. Do you remember when Bad Abuja came out? What you been talking about on Bad Abuja? Who love no Bad Abuja? What? You What are you saying, sir? Leaned out. He don't scoot to what? Excuse me, what? Holiday will be what exactly? So yeah, I hope she's happy. Shouts out to culture. She's so damn cute. Oh my gosh, she's so cute so cute uh lakers won the championship yes the lakers did i haven't been following the nba at all i'm so depressed i kind of forgot they were still playing 
I'm just like, I don't want to watch you in Disney World with fake fans. Yeah, listen, it these, ain't it for me. These little Zoom meetings that they had worked over NBA. I was just like, you see people in the background eating, doing all kind of crazy stuff, and you just like, you hear no cheers. <laughs> you hear nothing. You just see people waving the arms. Yeah, it's yeah. just like screech, 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 all the little yeah. shoes screeching on the, you know. I cannot on the thing. wait to see a game live again. Any game, I'll take it. I'd watch baseball at this point. Oh god, and that's saying baseball. something. Well, here's the thing. I think my personal opinion is that the Lakers had to win this year, like whether it was rigged or not, because Kobe Bryant passed away. And that's kind of like paying homage because they haven't won another champion. You know, they this is the first championship they've won in I don't know how many years. And the last one that they won, obviously Kobe Bryant was on the team. So, so you I think, think this the is, season was already a wash. And absolutely. They just came. To, Adam Silver was like, just give it to him. Just give it to him. We got it. We, we're gonna. Cha- They're talking about changing the NBA logo, um, the little jump man or whatever to Kobe Bryant's little jump man or whatever. So I think I think it was kind of rigged. I mean, the, I think the Miami Heat, I, from what I heard from social media, because again I didn't watch the game. But I think um, the Miami Heat really played their hearts out, really played their butts off. But they I left think, it all on the court. They did, but I think obviously they also knew that we're going to have to get this one of them. Not saying that these guys didn't earn it. I'm not saying that they didn't play a great games and all this other kind of stuff, left it all on the floor, but I definitely think that this – it was going to happen that the Lakers won. No. I'm just ready for everything this year to be over. Yeah. Like um, the sport, like everything that was on a series or a continuum or whatever, I just want to like – yeah call it quits move on open it back up january the world should be closed until january i i was honestly not upset when the economy shut down <laughs> i was not I'm, I'm not even gonna lie so she's a stockpile in her garage i'm no i'm an introvert and i don't like people so to be able to drive to work first of all on a normal day it, it usually takes me like 35 minutes to get to work when the pandemic hit, bitch, I was getting to work in like 17 minutes. That's insane. Yeah. And I wasn't even going fast. I was just like, ooh, this is like what happens when there's a holiday and nobody's on the road. It was amazing. I mean, obviously the grocery stores are packed, but still being yeah. able to go home and drive home with no traffic. I was like, it's so peaceful right now. And I'm an introvert. So it was and great then we had to get buck wild and open everything back up. Yeah. And people are still dying out here with COVID. People are still, it's not real. It's not real. Okay. Oh, it's real. No, no. I'm not telling you, y'all again. You go, get, you go get COVID, get put on a ventilator, get put on ECMO, and then we'll have a conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. You have a tube down your goddamn throat. Duh. Can't talk. Those are the best kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, did you think the, COVID, the coronavirus was fake? The... I thought it was fake, and now I know it's real. Mm-hmm. My favorite is I'll go into someone's room who's on the vent, and I'll start asking questions. Yeah. All right. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to ask yes, no questions. Just yeah. nod your head. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's still the tube, damn it. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, all right, squeeze my fingers. Because yeah, yes you know they're no. going to be in restraints at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're like, you live in a But I feel so bad because I'm always like, hey, how are you? What's your, can you tell me your name? Where do you live? And I'm like, oh, right. You can't talk. You can't talk. Because you come dude. in and try to be so chipper and they're just like, dude, I'd be so frustrated. I have a tube Don't down come in my, my room if I'm on a vent. I'll be not like, only do I have like a tube this. down my throat, but I'm in restraints and I can't move. And you want up. Mm-hmm. And we, we all have that same fucking voice. We do. High pitched therapist voice. Hello. Like Did I wake ratchet. you up? It's like, yes, I'm trying to fight off sedation, but you actually did. Oh, were you taking a nap? Were you taking a nap? I'm sorry. We got to get up. We got to get up. But you're in a fucking hospital, so. Yeah, we're going to come and bother you every two seconds to make sure you're still breathing. (laughs) 
put our finger up underneath your nose, even if you're on a vent. It doesn't matter, even mm. though there's nothing coming out of your nose, but still. Did you see the Scott Peterson trials getting reopened? Oh, God. 2004, killed his wife and unborn child. Why is it coming back open? I'll tell you why. Because lawyers are crummy people. And um, his lawyers found out that one of the jurors in his case was untruthful when she said that she hadn't been involved in a crime before or a prior incident. So what does that have to do with his sentence? You still killed your wife and unborn child. Because if you can find any way to be like, well, there was something in this case that wasn't on the up and up. So he pled guilty, did he not? I don't know. I, I could have sworn he pled. He pled not guilty, and then he changed this to guilty plea after. To guilty. So he yeah. get less than a lesser. I sentence. think so. I don't know. So supposedly, supposedly this lady had said that she had never been involved in like a previous incident or whatever, but it came out that she had put a restraining order on her boyfriend's girlfriend Mm -hmm. and they were like well she did that and then she was real she really wanted to be involved in this case like she even even though she wasn't getting paid she said she wanted to do it even though she'd be off work and yada 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 so we just think we had an impartial jury and all this other bullshit how were you impartial when everybody on the jury said that was 16 years ago but my thing is there wasn't an impartial jury it wasn't like it was like a five to one or five to six like everybody was like bitch you guilty so yeah can you imagine being her family i'd die like first of all stop fighting for your freedom sir you know you killed your wife and your unborn child just sit in there and think about the consequences of your negative actions okay like stop oh, men are trash that's why i need you to watch the american murder well i'm not gonna watch it tonight because you know i don't like watching stuff like that at night even though i watch criminal minds but criminal minds is a bit oh i can't watch yeah. criminal minds by myself really i watch it all the time I'm, it scares but i'm also so convinced someone wants to kidnap me i'm a little less unkidnappable because i'm fat I'm also louder Yes, so I'm gonna scream. I also would be flattered, you know. But my thing is, I'm, I'm. People are gonna like if we're both walking down the street, mm-hmm. they're gonna immediately a white man with no windows rolls up. They're gonna be like, yeah, get the light skinned one, cause you're skinnier than me. They're like, no, nah, we ain't gonna even try to get this big bitch in this car. <laughs> they're no. like, and by the time she gets to someone to tell them what happened, we'll be long gone. Yeah, and we're gonna be out of breath trying to drag. Like, can you imagine dra- dragging her big butt? No, get the other one. I'm get the pretty, lighter one. I'm pretty dense. You're dense, but you're smaller than me. I don't know, man. We'll see. I think if someone kidnapped me, I'd literally for the rest of my life just be like, oh, that time I was kidnapped. You know, like out of everyone you could have picked, sir, you picked me. I'm special and you knew it. That's why you took me. Yeah, you have been watching too much Criminal Minds because the people on Criminal Minds actually like, you know, purposefully stalk these people. But people who are just kidnapping for the black market, they don't care who you are. They're just going to be like, "Mm, your size, your height. Okay, you're good. (laughs) You know, yeah, I, I think that's why I like being a big girl. Because nobody's thinking about kidnapping me. Nobody. It is nice to not have to worry about it. Yeah. I, I I'm like, always on high alert. No, I'm not. But Criminal Minds does make me hold, uh, hug my gun a little tighter at night. So usually if I watch it, uh, and it's always on on Saturdays. So every time I watch a Criminal Minds marathon, I like instead of the gun being on my dresser, it's literally in the bed with me. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Just, yeah. I won't come and scare you at night then. Please don't. Please don't. It won't end well. It won't. Oh my God. Have you seen uh, Birds of Prey? No. With Margot Robbie? Uh-uh. <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't want to talk about it, though? She has this big gun, but all the bullets are like glitter bombs and paint bombs and stuff. That's Man. the kind of gun I want. Man, what's the purpose of having that? You can't do nothing with that? Is it like, it's like bean bags. Like, poof, she hits people in the head and pa- they pass out and like, poof. 
poof, she hits him in the chest with a glitter bomb and they like get knocked back. It's a have, movie. I was going to say, have you never heard uh, Dave Chappelle's comedy show special when he was talking about the butch, buckshot versus the, bu- or the birdshot? Oh, shot? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, the meth addicts, you hit him with a buckshot, they're going to get back <laughs> up. <laughs> you better get you one of them, uh, them hollow points where they spread in the body and kill you all at once from the inside out. <laughs> Good old Dave Chappelle. Good old Dave Chappelle. Anything else? That's all I got for you, I think. Uh, didn't Nicki Minaj have her baby? Nicki week? Minaj, had, congrats to Nicki. I don't know if she got my gift yet. What did you send her? Diaper oh, cake. That's so nice. Yeah, I know. We're she'll, friends. She'll probably throw it out because she's like, Mm-mm, coronavirus going on. She's like, these are not Gucci diapers. <laughs> or Prada. <laughs> what did she name? Do I don't baby. know. Did she even release whether it's a boy or girl? Jeremiah Mirage Petty. Wait, what? Jeremiah Mirage Petty. Why is her name in the, never mind. Oh wait, a it's fan a fan wrote that and then deleted it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, why is her name in the baby? Like here's the thing I don't understand about parents. Like I get it, you you have a legacy name, I totally get that. But why can't the baby just have the dad's name and call it a day? Like not 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 be a junior, but just have the bait the father's last name and call it a day. Why do you have to insert your name in there as well? People are real weird about last names. They are. Do you want your baby to have your last name? No. Wait, are you gonna take your husband's name if Absolutely. You get absolutely i'm dropping fleming you dug on right so this will be you don't the face fleming off anymore? with somebody else in fowler really yeah you're I'm, just saying bye to your name huh absolutely all that work you did so you wouldn't be dr fleming anymore that's right i'm okay with that that's insane i mean my degrees is still gonna say you know my my maiden name but even like my mom she when her and my dad got married um she did not drop her her maiden name she just added on his name yeah, I'm down with that. So that made it, I think it made it a lot easier too because she didn't have to go back to the DMV and do all this extra stuff. She just had to add a name versus taking one off. And then some people even like drop their middle name and add on. So they, they drop their middle so name. your maiden name is your middle name. Your middle name, name exactly. I but like I know I'm dropping, my, I'm dropping Fleming. When I get married, oh, I'm dropping Fleming. You doggone right. Wow. Absolutely. And I'm not hyphenating it, nothing. I'm dropping it. This is it. very interesting. I mean, I, I love my father and, you know, I love the legacy that he has left that's within me that will carry on all my degrees still have his name on them and i'm grateful for that so that can never be erased or never taken away but you doggone right i'm getting a new license huh and a new passport with my my married name up on that mug. i just like don't want someone to think they're special enough for me to give up my name listen i'm gonna be that wife that's just like yeah because my husband is coming home yeah because my husband likes this well yeah i was on the phone with my husband yesterday i'm definitely gonna wear the hell out of that statement that's nice. Yeah. Well, you'll be, you think forever or just like the first year? Mm, probably like the first year and a half. Okay. Probably the first six months. I'll probably forget. I want to be the girl that gets married and no one even knows, you know? Really? Yeah. I don't want to have a wedding though. Oh, that's weird. I want, I definitely want a party for sure. You don't mm. want a wedding? No, I'll do like Solange did have like 12 people there. All in white. And that's it. Yeah. I don't want, I don't, people are like, it's always a girl's dream to have the, the, the biggest wedding. Who about to pay for that? No, no, so no, no. You're no. down. You want the Jeezy type of lifestyle? No, no. Jeezy? Jeezy. You mean like submission? Oh, let's talk about it. So, Jeannie Mai. I always say her name wrong. Yeah, she. Oh, I'm not a fan of her, but anyway. So, Jeannie Mai. She says Mime, some controversial things, that lady. I just think her voice is annoying. So, Jeannie Mai um, posted. She sounds like Brenda Song's song. Brenda Song? What was Brenda Song? Brenda Song from. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, that random Asian girl in Crazy or Easy A. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody is not in my generation. I remember the show, but that is not one of mine. She's just this Asian girl from Disney Channel. Oh, then oh, that's on racism. It's, she is racist. <laughs> <laughs> because all Asians are the same. You're a racist. Um, 
So yeah, so he, here's my question. I want to know. So Jeannie Mai was in the news this week. <clears throat> excuse me, about her views on submission. And she basically said that um, she put posted on her Instagram by giving the power to have someone leading your life is power in itself. The power to relinquish control. You willingly submit, not forcibly submit. Um, speaking of submission, submit them boats Monday night, <laughs> which is great. And then Jeezy posted Miss Jenkins with a black heart. What are your thoughts on submission? Eh. This is a real pause, and I'm going to leave that pause in there. <laughs> I just, I watch a lot of Fifty Shades of Grey, so. It okay, not make, sexual submission. It makes sense that I'm down with submission. Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea that someone has power over me, even if it's good power. Like, why do I need to submit to you? Isn't it more fun if we just have this, like, back and forth, and we both hate each other and argue? So do you believe in submission or no? In a marriage. <sighs> to the Lord. To, in a marriage. He can submit to me. So a man can submit to you. Yeah, that would be fun. Interesting. So here's what we're gonna here's what we're gonna face off because I already knew we were gonna we were gonna differ on this subject. I look at submission so differently, and I think it was because of the example that I had in my household growing up. I don't think submission is about control whatsoever, and the reason why I say that is because sub when you are married, you all have made a covenant, right? You all have agreed to be able to now two entities push one vision i don't believe that a man and a woman when you get married or a man and a man and a woman and a woman whatever that when you get married now 50 percent of yourself is cut 50 percent of themselves is cut so that you guys are now one or one whole that does not make any sense you are a whole individual they are a whole individual and you all push forth one vision for the both of you and for your legacy your children and your family what happens is that you cannot have two leaders pushing one vision. Someone is going to have to be the head and someone has to be the neck. And I think that women fail to realize that the head cannot turn without the neck. And I think what Jeannie Mai was saying here, I'm going to play the clip as well. But what I think she was saying here is that there is so much power in being the neck. Because think about it. You go to work every day and don't you submit to the vision and the mission of the company that you work for? For that check, yes, I do. Exactly. So you're getting a benefit, correct? That would be correct. Exactly. In marriage, you also get benefits, right? So you If you marry someone that's freaking evolved no. enough to realize True. That But why would you why would you marry someone who doesn't understand that? For the money. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm just saying you're. Pl I understand what you're saying, and it works. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like people get desperate and do desperate things and marry desperate people, and then they submit to them, and they're living in this shit life. Here's the thing: submission only comes with a vision, and if you do not have vision, sir, madam, whomever, as the spouse, why are you marrying someone that has no vision? People do stuff. No, I know. Oh, no, no, no. I know that. But I'm just saying, I personally would not marry a man who has no vision for his life. Okay. Because if I, if you don't have a vision, we ain't going nowhere. 
We just running around in circles like stupid people. That makes no sense. You would never work for a company that has as a in a career, not just a job, mm -hmm. but in a career, you would not work for a company or willingly work for a company that number one cannot advance you. Number two does not give you any experience to grow. Number three, that does not have any benefits, right? It's the same thing in marriage. Why in the hell would I marry somebody who has no benefits package, who has no growth package and who has no protection package? That means that I shouldn't submit to you. And I think a lot of women feel like submission is control and it's not. It's be, the reason why you look at a man as having control over you is because you're with a man with no vision. And that's part of the problem. It is so easy for us to submit to a job. Eight, you come in here for eight hours a day. Submission number one, you take your 30 minute break. That's submission number two. You do the work to get a job. That's submission number three. Why is it so hard for you to submit in a relationship? And submission Ugh. only comes with the purpose of marriage. I'm not submitting to no boyfriend for what? However, there is a level of, because here's the thing, in marriage, men submit to the woman as well. The husband does submit to the wife. Let's be clear. It's not all about a one-sided situation because if I tell you as a wife, listen, my car is broke down, it ain't working, right? You're going to have to submit to the household and you're going to have to submit to the budget that, yo, you need to make some room in this budget because I need another car. Okay. If, if your expectations or your goals in your, in your marriage is that the wife does all the cooking, the wife does all the cleaning. Now, if you walk into that willingly, and this is why, again, you need to have these conversations about what it is marriage means to you. But I think submission is such a beautiful thing. And if pe more people looked at submission as even if one of the spouse is cause we're going to, we're going to do it a gender neutral kind of situation. Even if one of the, even if one of the people are the head, right? Doesn't mean they have full control. Ha Big Ed, can he turn his neck? No, not very much. Exactly. No, that man got to turn his whole body in whole order body. to turn his head. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be walking around here looking like Ed from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I don't want a big no Ed neck. marriage. I don't want that. Exactly. You don't want a big Ed marriage. So the thing is, you the neck has more control than the actual head. You understand I'll have to marry a 65-year-old man for so, to be with someone no, who understands this. Yes. No, who understands don't. that at 27? No one at 27. No one. I don't but, have to marry someone who's 55. What about 30s? You're skipping a whole group of people. Oh my God, 30 trash. He's probably in his first marriage still. I got to get to him after that. Why do you keep having this obsession with a starter marriage? I just think that it's common. No, it's not. Is it not common? Do you not know a lot of people in marriages no. right now that you think are going to end? Oh, I hope all the people I know in marriages right now end. I'm just kidding. That's I don't mean Alyssa, that. Alyssa, oh that. my God. I don't mean Everybody that. doesn't have starter marriages. But I think you just have to be clear and concise. I think people take out of context that, you know, I don't think that her her use of the word control i don't think you should ever put submission with control but don't doesn't that what submission means you're no. yielding to a higher force i swear look it up what is no no no. you're but the, but you're you're talking about a standard definition we're talking yeah. about in marriage the higher goal is the vision that you all set in your marriage for the vision that you all have for your family, where you want to be financially, where you want to be spiritually, what you want to have intimately, sexually, kids, all that kind of stuff. So when you set the goals for your marriage or the you set the tone for your marriage, both of you have to submit to the plan of how it's going to take place. There are many of people who make the like the, the man can make the money, but the woman controls the bills in the house. So does that then make her the one that, that he needs to be submissive to her? No, doesn't mean control. It just means that you are pushing forth the vision and this is how we're going to do it.
I'm sure that's a good idea. And if you find someone that you love, oh, when I, you're just when you find someone you. that you love and you're like, let's do this, that probably makes sense. But the idea now that I let someone be like in control of any part of my life, not even in control, but just like have, I don't know, a 50% stake in any part of my life, I couldn't be me right now. That's a beautiful thing, man, to be able to share this world with somebody else. You're- and you're not controlling me because, again, I think too, when people come to, to the idea of marriage and they just say, oh, we're two people that came together as one. No, we're not. Yeah. I'm a whole ass person. You're a whole ass person. Nothing about me diminishes because I get married to you. If anything, we should both advance together. So if you want to, I'm 100%, you're 100%, bitch. We 200% pushing forth this goal, this one vision of our family and of our legacy that we're trying to leave here. It would just have to be a very rich or special person at this point. <laughs> You well, know. a rich person is probably going to be just be like, that's going to be a control situation. That's not going to be true submission. It'll be more fun submission be because I'll be on a yacht. I'd love to be submitted on a yacht. Oh, you better ask these housewives. <laughs> He'd let me make a restaurant. I'll call it Alyssa's Lounge. And you lounge. have no control. You you would literally, that would be jail. That's jail. That's straight prison. <sighs> he, you know what's jail? These student loan payments that I have to pay. Now, month. that is true. Now, aren't you submissive to Sally Mae? <laughs> exactly. To the government. To yeah. the U.S. But, government. But you're submissive. It's amazing how we can be submissive to everything else in our life. You are submissive to your mortgage company. You are submissive to your car payment, uh, you know, loan person. You're submissive to your job. You're submissive to your church. You can be submissive to everybody except for the person you are building a life with. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because most of the TV tells me they're trash, and I believe it. I watch enough reality television to know. That who's trash or men. what's trash? Men are not trash. I'm sorry, just general, general. Just the men that you've dealt with. Yeah, men are trash. The men that you have dealt with. Say it with me. The men that I have dealt with. I just, I just live my life. Like it's golden? With the lens that men are trash. But I think you need to take that lens off. Why? It's fun. Listen, I've had relationships. You don't know what fun we're having over here. You come over here. Listen, I have been in relationships that have not worked out. I still don't think those men were trash. I believe that those men were not ready for me. Mm. That's it. It's a very positive outlook. But it's the truth. I think anyone, male or female, who I don't like is trash. I mean, I've dated, I've dated guys who are now married with kids. You just weren't the one for me. Now, in the moment when I was trying to get over you, I thought you were straight a piece of shit, not even trash. You are a piece of pure dog shit. Mm-hmm. But then once you once maturity steps in, you're just like, you know what? You're not a bad person. You're just not the person for me. So you're telling me I'm not mature. Basically. That's extremely rude. And we need is, to cut that from our podcast. No, no, no. But the thing is, you're not supposed you're 26. I'm like haggard. I feel old as shit. Well, I'm telling you, when you when you turn, th- I cannot wait for the day you turn 36 because I'm gonna replay oh God, this podcast stop. for you, and you're gonna be like, you're gonna be sitting there with 13 kids, a lady in a shoe had so much kids she didn't know what to do with your husband, uh, you know Henry sitting over there, no Bartholomew, that's gonna be his name. Oh Bart, and you're gonna be over there like Bartholomew, I love him so much, I couldn't imagine my life without him. <laughs> yes, your whole voice is gonna change. Couldn't be me. Oh, we'll see. Listen, 10 years. Oh, in I 10 years. Gag. Yo, I'm 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 so happy that we're recording this podcast because her children are going to be able to hear this and be like, Mom, this is what you really thought. Oh, my God. As soon as dad comes in, you're taking his briefcase, you're taking his socks off and massaging his bag. Watch. That's going to be you. I don't fuck with acts of service. Not my love language. What's your love language? Gifts. Duh. (laughs) Why? Why did I even ask that? I'm not even surprised. I am who I is. I'm not even surprised. I love a gift. I love giving a gift to myself. 
<laughs> treat yourself. As Greta would say, treat yourself. Wow, yeah. you really preached today. We'll see. I don't know. I think you'll change your mind once you once you No, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. sure that people who are in love with other people are like, hell yeah, I'd do anything for this person. They could tell me some crazy ass shit and we'd be rocking yeah. together, yeah. ride together, die together. Bad marriage for life. No. Absolutely no? not. Mm -mm. First of all, why do I have to die? <laughs> okay, forget the bad marriage. Why is it I need to ride or die? Bitch, why we got to die every time we ride? Because if one of you's not riding. No. Nah, why I can't just be at home? Oh. Why I can't just be at home chilling with the kids? No, nope. I'm not dying for You're you. You're not a writer. Listen, you right. I guess I'm not because I'm not dying for you. First of all, if you are involving me in activities that will cause me to die, you are not for me. Not the one. Not the one, two, or three. I only want someone who will die for me. So Jesus is the only Jesus one for you. Then did die for he me. died for you God, already. What man. more do you want from him? Me and Jesus like this. I guess that's who you're marrying then. I'm married to the Lord. You know what? That's right. Put that on this podcast. Alyssa Fowler, she's married to the Lord. Because that's my for mama, me in this house. We, we serve, serve the Lord. Lord. That's right. Anything else? On that note, <laughs> I don't think we can get much higher than that. <laughs> that's very true. All right. Well, that's it, I think. Everyone, go out there this week and submit to somebody. Oh, you were supposed to talk about the BBM. The BBMAs and Chance in the New York. I didn't watch the BBMAs. And yeah, I didn't love. Even. We'll to be can talk about New York next week. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, people. Go out there, submit to someone, and uh, submit us, your vote. Let us know how it goes in the comments. Yes, yeah, submit your vote wherever you are in your state. I don't care if it's mail in, if it's walk in. Hell, if you got two IDs, vote twice. I'm kidding. Don't That's, vote twice. That's she illegal. did. She does not represant the view of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, That's illegal activity. You, do you realize that the president of your these United States told people to go vote twice? I didn't say it was right. I just said it's happening. I'm just saying he he the leader I, of the free world and to told no people to go man. vote twice. Um, and let us know, Team Candy Corner, Team Tootsie Roll. Team Tootsie Roll, all day. You're just dude trash. You eat candles. You eat colored candles. You literally, we can't have this discussion anymore. Tootsie <laughs> Roll, they dropped like M&Ms in a candle and we're like, shit, I bet I could still eat it. And that's a Tootsie Roll. No, that's a candy corn because it's it's wax. No, I'm going to go buy a literal two pound bag of candy corn after I leave this place. And you're going to throw up and poop and your guts be out. And it'll be beautiful. You're going to poop it'll your be, guts it'll out. It'll look a lot better than if I threw up a freaking Tootsie Roll. You know, I did see on, a, on social media, somebody posted a meme of a candy corn with a little face and they turned it upside down and it literally looked like Trump <laughs> like with his white hair and then his orange face and then his yellow body <laughs> and that's because candy corn is trash <laughs> you're rude we're gonna lose listen we're gonna lose at least two of our six listeners because are, of this listen there are only three people in the entire world that eat candy corn you our co-worker Quinta, and probably some weirdo out there dude I know a lot of people who does your mom eat candy corn yeah mom mama Fowler. why do you think i can't eat we have diabetes that's how it works but i don't care i don't care what the sugar is i just want it there's so much better candy out no, there no dude I, we also eat circus peanuts we're that family you know what i'm talking about those orange foam peanuts oh i know that we're says sick. so much we're about your sick. character i know girl i tried them things one time i barely eat sweetest fish oh my brother loves swedish fish you will never get me to eat a swedish fish over a sour patch we're kid. just a trash family y'all just don't like seasoning yeah <laughs> i literally have just gotten my mom to use salt and pepper when she cooked basically oh <laughs> and that's on being white <laughs> full circle full circle we got to get you off that candy corn man good god almighty you need to come over to the fruity side that's the press part of your problem you're not on the fruity side no candy corn is good i don't eat it all year it's just a halloween thing oh so that's like 
candy corn is like your pumpkin spice yeah oh. and i don't like candy corn flavored things i just like candy corn brax candy corn didn't they come out with a cereal though a candy corn cereal they have candy corn oreos not it yeah. i'm not the one yeah exactly barf. so that's not for me yeah barf that's gross i'm just Ooh. in a spooky mood i want some candy corn listen i can't wait for thanksgiving thanksgiving oh, i love thanksgiving but i can't wait for halloween either because i'm just waiting on november 1st because that's when all the candy goes on 90 percent all saints sale. day oh what oh what is it it's all saints day I was talking about the candy going on 90% sale. Oh, November 1st is all That's just like the two, the, the the main three, there's three days in the, the year to celebrate. February the 15th, at the 14th, 15th, candy goes on 90% off sale. The day after Easter, right? Because it changes every year, 90% off sale. And November 1st, candy goes on sale. Okay, well, for all the Catholics out there that were forced to celebrate or take school off, November 1st is All Saints Day. What does All Saints Day mean? You, It's the feast of all the saints. You celebrate the saints. Do you have a favorite saint? saint david mark matthew Luke, oh John. saint david mark great guy yeah great guy did a bunch of good things genesis exodus leviticus numbers <laughs> deuteronomy <laughs> joshua judges ruth and samuel uh-huh first six first six samuel first six we, Ezra, okay. nearby. <laughs> we love a christian all right and with that matthew mark luke and john those are the those books are the we stand upon those are not the saints not the saints who those are, the, are saints? the apostles oh who are the saints the saints are people who have been canonized they like died doing something super godly or christianly like, saint patrick like saint himself? valentine jesus isn't a saint jesus is jesus, is, a sa- a- is jesus a saint? he gave his life for the whole world does, that doesn't make him a saint yo good maybe thing. because he's the father then can because he's the father can he not be a saint i don't know um, is jesus a saint that that's the ultimate sacrifice 13 years of catholic school no one decided to tell me whether or not jesus, jesus was, was a saint. saint yeah i would i would go to say jesus is a saint He's the saint of all saints. No, Jesus. Per, who is this? Who says this? Wikipedia. So Wikipedia says he's not the saint? Can someone just let me know if Jesus is a saint, please? I would say he's the saint of all saints. Saint of all saints. Lord of all lords. King of kings. Lord of lords. That's (laughs) right. saying things. I'm pissed. If my mom was listening to this, she'd say $40,000 in tuition, Alyssa, and you don't know if Jesus is a saint. (laughs) So St. Patrick, you said St. Valentine? Yeah, that's why we have Valentine's Day. I thought that was a pagan holiday. No. Halloween's a pagan holiday. There's a lot of saints. St. John Bosco, St. Mary Magdalene. John the Baptist, is that a saint? John the Baptist. He he baptized Jesus? John the Baptist, that sounds good to me. So you said Mary Magdalene? What? Mm The one, the whore who Jesus saved and wiped her face. She, she was what? a woman of the mic, the night. Say it like that. A woman of the mic. She was She's a stand-up a- comedian. <laughs> she was a woman of the night. She was always out there at the temple, walking around. Listen, she broke the alabaster box. Was that her? Yes. <laughs> and she washed Jesus's feet. I think that was Mary Magdalene. That please correct me. First of all, I. I Joan of Arc. Here's the sad part. I've grown up in church all my life, uh-huh. competed in Bible bowls and everything, and I'm just like, wait, huh? I ain't been to church like the whole year, well, <laughs> half the year because of uh, COVID. And people, are, oh, just watch it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do sometimes, but I still Not don't remember. Uh, yeah, no, no one fucks with the saints, but Catholics. So I should yeah. know all this, but I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not Catholic, so I don't know who the saints are. Saints. When the saints John go marching Bosco. in, or when the saints go marching in, hey, hey, hey. oh Lord, I want to be in that number. Ooh. Oh, when the saints go marching in, do you know where that's from? You probably don't because you're too young. Oh, is it from uh, Sister Sister? Nope. Is it from Nope? Have you seen that TikTok? Nope. 
it's yep. actually from a different world where oh. Gina on there. That's her her theme song. She has her little twirler. She's like, "Oh, we in the Saints, go marching <laughs> in, not out, buddy, not out, buddy." <laughs> it's hilarious, but only real eighties and nineties babies would really know that eighties, not nineties. I wasn't alive. Yeah, you weren't alive when it came out. <laughs> anyway, okay, we're like fiddling now with this You're podcast. You're gonna have to cut, chop yeah. and screw this. We, we are. I'm gonna leave half of the stuff in here because I think it's hilarious. Um, you even the same spot. I would just cut out the part where we're like, okay, bye. Oh, actually, actually, seven, eight, nine, ten. Exactly, twenty more minutes of stuff. All right, you got. You are a nut. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at the Face Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler every Tuesday when new episodes are released.